This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Ah, yeah! Get us started. We just hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Captain. We can't hear you. Hold on. Yeah, I don't know why we can't hear the captain here. We're working on it. So we at ninety three point seven. The ticket with the captain show. I'm the. Oh, there, there you go. There, there you go. Yeah, that was on me. <laughs> he got me. <laughs> hey, guess what I got? Guess what I got yesterday? Oh, not a chicken sandwich. A Big Mac. You get you get the two for two. Yeah, <laughs> two sacks, two, two Big Macs. You should have brought Big Macs to the studio. Well, that was, I couldn't. It, they was closed yesterday, so it, it, it's only a one day thing. Mondays. No, I'm seriously though. Get the get the Wingstop. Listen, www.wingstop.com. You can order the chicken sandwich if you don't want to go get it. Send Uber Eats or or a lot of different people go pick it up for you. Bring it back. Get you a chicken sandwich now. Chicken sandwich. But without further ado, I want to give a big round of applause to the whole state of Nebraska, to the football team, to the fans, to the to the coaches, to everybody on a great win. Give yourself a give yourself a round of applause. All right, that's over. All right, that's it. <laughs> yeah, we got Georgia. We got Georgia Southern coming to town, and let me just we're gonna do. Listen, this is gonna be a recap. By the way, tomorrow. Adam Carriker will be on at 10-15. But today is kind of going to be a recap of North Dakota, and we're going to look forward to Georgia Southern because guess what today is? Tuesday. Guess what we got a game in? Three days in a wake-up. So you really don't have time to make a big stink of what happened at North Dakota. You know, North Dakota is North Dakota. They're who we thought they were. Four picks against Grossman and two fumbles. What do you see about the Bears of uh, shutting down that way? No, we, you know, I mean, we, we, we just uh, – we, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, they're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I can never get tired of that. Shout out to the late, great Denny Green. I can never get tired of that. But North Dakota is who we thought they were. 
That's what they were. Decently foot, decently uh, coached football team. They're in the FCS, and in the FCS, they're they're ranked forty second in the FCS. Uh, let me say this one more time: in the FCS, North Dakota's work forty second. So just let me dispel some 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 rumor mills and some things that I heard. First and foremost, you might need four or five running backs this season in order to be successful. You haven't even got into Big Ten play yet. You haven't played Oklahoma yet. We will be lucky if a running back can stay healthy the entire season with what I saw as far as the offensive line play. And did we play better? A little bit better. But again, this wasn't Northwestern. This was North Dakota. And we better understand who that was before we start handing out uh, kudo points like it's like it's some type of a monopoly money. So let's get to let's get back get back on the boat. Great win. I'm not taking anything from that win. I want to get to the fact that Nebraska is ranked 76 in FBS. Georgia Southern is ranked 109 in FBS. Okay, this is not going to be the same opponent as North Dakota. So if you in your mind. You're thinking that Georgia Southern's going to be North Dakota. You got to so, you're going to be so sorry. You're going to have to prepare to do battle cuz these boys they're going to come in here and they want to get a win in. And I would imagine the way that their head coach got done, I would imagine he's he's feeling a certain type of way too. So, without further ado, I want to go around our offensive player of the game. Who do we give it to? Who you get who you got, Cole? Well, I, I think that's a pretty obvious one in this one. I mean, the guy that stood out among all of them is Anthony Grant. Um, a lot of comparisons, a lot of people starting to maybe, maybe like you're saying, maybe uh, put him uh, maybe a position too high than he needs to be. I've seen a lot of comparisons did to Amir Abdullah. Did I hear Amir comparing him to Mike Rozier? Yeah, you probably did. I heard, I heard comparisons oh, to Amir. Stop, stop that. <laughs> he's had a heck of a start to his career, yet. but he's got he's got a ways to go. Uh, and you just wonder, though, I mean, without him in that game, what does it look like? I mean, I could imagine a much closer game. Um, maybe Nebraska doesn't get over the edge because a lot of the stuff that he's doing, you know, these spins and, and, and getting, you know, he's making his own. He's making his own long runs. I mean, the blocking's there here and there, but, I mean, he's got to break a few tackles to make it happen. Uh, and uh, he's, he's just looking incredible. So Anthony Grant certainly uh, should be up there. If, if you're going to player of the game, I would say I'll give it to him. T. Farley, where you at? Yeah, I'm with Anthony Grant. Um, strong young man, strong finisher. Um, kind of remind me of a of of uh, a mixture of Amon Green with Clinton Childs, you know, the, the, the toughness of a Clinton Childs. So... This young man is going to be special, you know. Um, just two games into the season, we we I, I think we really haven't played a great rushing defense yet. So, you know, only only time can tell what this man can do. I'm I'm waiting to get into the Big Ten action and more mm-hmm. like the Oklahoma game to see how much he reacts to stuff and better players. You know, I'm not calling the players we play not that great, but you know, it's it's going to get harder and harder for oh, for, yeah. for for um for the rest of the year. Yeah, you call them not that great. They're not that great, the two teams we played. We know that. 
breakthrough. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, it's time, you know, it's, it's getting harder and harder. So now it's time for them to, you know, they got to practice better. You know, it, it's some things in the game we did great. It's some things we didn't do great, you know. So it's it's still a, a, a toss in the air for me on this team. COVID, would you call yourself a critical thinker? I'd like to think so. Perfect. So, so there's nothing wrong with critically thinking. Okay, when you are just bashing people for no reason, that's different. But in this situation, we're critical thinkers on the radio. Well, at least we try to. I try yeah. to be a critical thinker and think outside the box. So on Tough Talk Tuesdays, I'm in agreement with uh, the black shirt and Coven that Anthony Grant is special. Anthony Grant is special. He's not. You can't put him in Mike Rozier yet because Mike Rozier did his thing against top-ranked opponents. And, and and not that Grant doesn't have it. I believe he has all the tools, his vision, his feet. He reminds me of somebody else that, you know, to me, as far as his vision and his feet, remind me of Lawrence Phillips, to be honest with you. Because Mike Rozier is more of a north-south runner, put it put his foot in the ground and go. This kid's got, a, got the whole package. He'll put his head down and, and truck you if he's got to. Not as big as Lawrence Phillips, but I think just as effective. Again, I, I want to reserve judgment, though, until we get to week four, week five. Because the, the, the notion to go out and say that our running backs, Gabe Irvin, uh, Jaquez Yant, um, even Ramir Johnson, are not going to be needed this season is asinine. That's dumb, and that's not smart football. You need all five guys in the room. That's a running back that you're going to get into the Big Ten country, and I'm telling you, somebody's not going to play every week to week to week. You better have the next guy up, and you better have him ready to play football because it's only what have you done for me lately. And I'm just saying. Go on the defensive player of the game. Who would you give that to, uh, Fletcher? I have to go with, oh, you know, Gary Nelson, the man. You know, he's he's the motor of this team. He's the, he's the captain of this whole football team. This guy right mm-hmm. here had a motor – that was going 110 miles per hour Saturday, and, and he basically disrupted stuff by himself. And and I think with his play Saturday, he was able to bring a couple of his teammates in with him to get in on the celebration, like Caleb Tanner had a great game. But this kid, um, number 44, had a great game. I can't take anything away from him on this one. Bye. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd probably go with Garrett Nelson, too. Shout out to Isaac Gifford, though. I think that he looks like a pretty strong, strong spot in that nickel position. Uh, on another guy that doesn't have a black shirt, by the way. But uh, we'll kind of see how that moves along moving forward. He tied for the lead with Garrett Nelson in this game with eight tackles. Uh, but at the same time, you could see, like like uh, the black shirt was saying, uh, the captain of the season, Garrett Nelson, I mean, even on the sidelines, picking up Timmy Bleakroad after he hits a field goal. Um, you know, just, just doing his part to get going and very disruptive in this game um it's interesting you you'd expect it you you almost expected it in in part from some guys at nebraska right like this is a game where garrett nelson should do that you're going up against a lower level uh, team you know it's it's not so big that they can kind of push him around he got pushed around against northwestern so you know it's kind of interesting to see uh is is you know what what version of garrett nelson uh, we're gonna see throughout this year it's got to be somewhere at least a little bit in the middle uh, against the better opponents, but for this game, all you can do is is play from the guys across for you. I'm not talking about you know week zero. Uh, as far as week one, this was a, an outstanding performance, I think, from Garrett Nelson, including the strip sack. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Mr. Motor, Mr. Motor. That's his new nickname, Mr. Motor. Listen, if all 11 guys had the same motor as Nelson, it wouldn't matter missing tackles because the next guy get him. The next guy get him. And and he is the captain of that entire team. His energy is infectious. Um and and the, his excitement and love for the game, man. That's he's like a kid out there. And, and that that in itself is who we how we used to play back in the day. It's, we played like kids. We had fun. We were excited about what we're doing. We were blessed and we understood how how honor it was to be able to play out on that football field, to play on Memorial Stadium, now Tom Osborne Field. Um, special teams. What say you? I, I I'll start. I gave mine to Javen Wright. Mm. I thought I thought that that was a big play in the in the punt in the in the special teams game to block that punt. Um, I would have liked to see him laid out and really get a good block on it, and maybe have a chance to scoop and score. But to pick it up was awesome. I didn't like what happened on the back end. I think uh, – I don't know if that was Lever, 85, but he needs to get completely away from the ball. It's called Peter. Yeah. It's a Peter call. That means get away. Don't do anything stupid. Do be doing something stupid. Peter, get away. Everything else doesn't matter. But I thought Javen Wright – and I would like to see Javen play a little bit of that that monster back row and get in and spell two, three in some times in some spaces. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. That that the play you're talking about because Nebraska uh, obviously got hurt from something along those lines last year against Michigan, where it was called joint possession, Michigan's ball. I, that that continues to to befuddle me. Joint possession doesn't mean that it's anybody's ball. That means that each of you have the ball. But I guess Ty goes to the runner in that situation. That's what they did uh, with that play there too. Is I, I think they called joint possession Nebraska's ball. So it's like, all right, well, I guess it works out for Nebraska in this case. But um, yeah, I, I think that's a good special teams uh, player. Uh, Brian Buscini limited work, just two punts, but I thought those were pretty solid. So if we want to mix it up, I could go there. Timmy Bleak Road, uh, one of two on the field goals. So nobody really stood out too much in, 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 in as far as outside of getting that block that is that is what Nebraska needs in the special teams department just a play that can kind of swing the game here and there it's not going to happen every game but we just haven't seen too many blocks or too much disruption too many too many really anything impressive under Scott Frost special teams for years now and uh you know this might be the change that we're looking for oh I must have missed think, I think I missed the block. I didn't. I didn't even know we had a block till I looked at the stats right now. But uh, oh, he went, that's he a great. Asleep. That's a great thing, you know, to have a block punt. You know, it puts you in scoring position, and um, it, get, it really puts a a big step on your special teams. And, you know, like like Box said, you can't get them every week, but you sure can try. So you know, it's a great thing we got a block. Um, 
like I say, like Box said, we should have scored on it, and hopefully next time we can get a score off a block punt. You know, I, I put this in there, and I know it's just something different, but I put coaching staff. So if you got one, but I'm I, I'll, I'll go on a limb and I'll say I'm going to put I'm going to say the entire coaching staff for making the or the office of coaching staff for making the adjustment uh, to run the ball. So however that went down, whether yeah. Scott took over or. He told Whipple, it don't matter to me. At the end of the day, Scott's the head coach. And and for everybody out there that's saying this, saying that, listen, it, it's going it's to live and die with Scott Frost. So if, if I'm going down, I'm going down in the flame. I'm not going to go down no other way. And I, I, I have no idea who, who called the players, and nor do I care. All I care about is at the end of that game, we win 11 straight runs. That's all I care about. That we got our thinking cap on our brains, and we said that we could we could have ran through this team a long time ago. We've got to use the run, just like this team is coming in. Georgia State, small, super athletic. They play low. They swarm to the ball. You're going to have to be dis- disciplined on offense. The uh, offensive line is going to have to fire out, and they're going to have to do it for four quarters. You cannot give these guys any type of breath. And then the coach factor. We'll talk a little bit about that coach here in a minute. Who do you got as far as coaching staff, uh, Terrell? Uh, I have to go with the D-line coach. You know, he had he had those guys ready. Um, like I said, Garrett played a, a, a monster game. Um, just looking at his stats, he had like eight tackles, a sack, forced fumble. Uh, just a great game all around. Um, then you had O'Shawn Mathis. He played. He finally came and and got him a sack in the game and, and lived up to his potential for this one game. I say, but um, yeah, I think the defensive line played a great game. That's my. Um, I'll have to go with them for mine. Bob, yeah. what you got? Yeah, and I think too, just to, to note on on what you were saying too, because there was a question afterwards with with Scott Frost. Um, kind of talking about that switch in the second half. And I thought he did a good job. You know, I'm often pretty critical of Scott Frost in his post games because I think he says stuff that's probably better left unsaid or, or kept in-house. Um, and in this case, he, he did. He kept it in-house. It's like, you know, um, we don't need to know exactly who's calling which play. And I think that was probably overblown, too, from the onside kick where, um, you know, in, in week zero where it was like, well, that's is that the only play that Frost jumped in because he had to make a stamp on, on the game one way or the other? Well, well, I doubt it. I think that he probably, uh, you know, gets involved with several plays throughout the game. And maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. But I think it's better left up to speculation than coming out and telling, you know, the media, well, here's where I took over and here's this. And, and because we don't need to know all the inner workings of this staff as they figure it out, because we then, you know, the media or fans or whatever will create their own narrative about, Frost took over from Whipple or, you know, this play there, you know, it just, it gets too messy as they're trying to figure out the right combination themselves. So I think maybe post game, Scott Frost was my player of the game or coach of the game. Ever, if you ever, I like that. If you've (laughs) ever been a head coach and you've had coordinators, sometimes you got to reel your coordinators back in. Sometimes you might have to say, Hey coach, let's put it on the ground. Put your run package in. It's time to run the ball. Sometimes you have to do that. That's just a part of being a head coach. That's being a game facilitator, a game manager, a CEO. You see things from 100,000 feet, and you look down and you say, oh, that's not right. Hey, let me call down there. Hey, you got to fix that. That's what we do. That's what makes a team a team. That's what makes a good head coach a good head coach. His ability to see holes in his system. 
and to patch up those holes by, by any means necessary. Terrell, who you got? Oh, you said D line. Yeah, D line. I go with okay, D line. D line coach. Who? So, so here I got another. I got another award. It's called my Hammer Award. Who would the Hammer Award go to? You? We know what the Hammer mean, right? The guy that brought the noise, that brought the funk, that 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 team that team fed off of. Who brought the noise? Who brought the hit stick? Who's got? Who's the Hammer of the week? Well, I, I, I'd go with, I, I would think Trey Palmer. I think Trey Palmer had a few plays where he's a little bit, you know, the ball was underthrown, guess a pass interference. But I'll tell you what, that, that play you went up for, Casey's throwing the ball out of his own end zone. It's 24 17. Uh, you know, it's a third down and long. And we, you know, ultimately Nebraska did find some space and win this game with a, a, a nice score you could feel comfortable with. But I'll tell you what, if, if Casey doesn't get that jump ball, which that's what it was, it was or Casey says 500 and chucks it up to four guys downfield, and, uh, and, and Palmer was the one that went up there and got it. And I just wonder how the game changes if he doesn't make that play. So I got to go with Trey Palmer. Yeah, I go with I go with Gary Nelson again, man. You know, he he's like I said, man. You got to give it to a defensive guy who who worked his butt off all off season, then to be voted a captain of the team. You know, it's your typical Nebraska boy that that you know who wants to go out there and be great because this is this state, this is his team, and you know, like I said, this young man had a great game. Hopefully, we can just repeat this and repeat it every game. But right now, Gary Nelson, nice. I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna before we throw it to break, I'm gonna read something. I'm gonna get you guys take on that. Insider him and text line's open. Hit us up 402-464-5685 or call in as well. Get your thoughts on the game. You know, because once we get it done here, we're done talking about it. We move on to Georgia Southern. That's how we do things. That's how it has to happen. Because if you keep on hanging your hat on what you did on Saturday, believe me, it's gonna go the next Saturday is gonna be here and in your face. And another thing. Did I were we was was I don't know AD you guys chime in Raf I think you guys were talking about who has the best first game first two games in Nebraska history I I yeah I don't we, know. we 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 had to talk about that that was a a misprint on him because he said the first okay. two games for a freshman now because I went back and checked the Michigan who's a freshman he said the, the uh well who's first year first year player. First year player, yeah, first, first year, year starter. So your first two games as a Husker. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. gotcha. I know what you were saying because I went back and looked at the 206 yards from Miss, uh, against Michigan State and then 186 yards against Oklahoma State. So I was going to correct them. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, yeah. But, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm 100%. That, that's a 100% true statement then. If he's talking about your first two games as a Husker, he's right. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a true statement. So shout out to uh, Raf Ad uh, Nicholas for coming up with that stat. I thought that was very very interesting stat. I, I mean, again, Grant is a guy. When you talk about the running, you you got to put him up there uh, with some of the great ones. I just don't know how can he sustain this throughout the entire season because the things that Grant are doing are one hundred percent on his own. That's one hundred percent Grant. Now, when I say that, take it with a grain of salt. I'm saying. On one play, take the the scoring play. He made three people miss. Three in the backfield. Two of them was in the backfield. First guy could have got him, sidestepped him. Sidestepped, jump cut to the next guy. And then X-button it through. But my point is, you know, 
we got to start opening up some holes and seeing what he can do when those holes are open. But I want to just read this to you guys, you know, because I think we got to give we got to give credit where credit is due. And these guys put in a lot of hours to coach this football team. But a lady frustrated by the this is some particular lady. I won't name everything, but a lady that was frustrated by the naysayers and their critical comments. Step up. This is what she says. Step up, Husker fans. There has been a fall from grace, but it's not only on the shoulders of the coach, these kids, or this program. It's on us, too. Do you believe that opinion? Yes or no? Right after the break. It's the captain. We on the ticket. I'm with the black shirt. And Kelvin. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.